Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Show. A show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interests in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And here to show you how is your host, is your host Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. I have an announcement that I'm excited to share with you. I'm going to be a speaker at the largest online marketing conference put on by Social Media Examiner called the Social Media Success Summit. I'm very honored to be asked to speak because this is the first social media conference I ever went to all those years ago, and it literally changed my life and my business. So I'm very excited to be speaking alongside some of my social media marketing heroes like Mari Smith, Mark Schaefer, Amy Porterfield, Mike Stelzner, and tons of others. Well, enough of me talking about it. Here's a little clip that tells you exactly how awesome it is. Want to improve your social media marketing? Need to prove your efforts are working? Take your business to the next level at Social Media Success Summit 2015, an online conference. Brought to you by Social Media Examiner. Discover the best and newest ways to market your business on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest. Find new ways to improve your content and measure your results all from the comfort of your office chair. You'll be led by dozens of top social media pros, including Mari Smith, Mark Schaefer, Amy Porterfield, Christopher Penn, and Michael Stelzner. Register now for Social Media Success Summit. Discount tickets are limited. Visit smss15.com to secure your ticket today. I am totally pumped to be part of this conference. Now, as of this recording, you can still save $400 if you are one of the next 500 to register. Now, to register, just go to manlypinteresttips.com and click on the button that says, Hear Jeff Speak, and it will take you to the sign-up page. That's manlypinteresttips.com. Click on the button that says, Hear Jeff Speak, and I'd love to see you there. Now, we're going to segue a little from our normal topic of Pinterest and visual marketing to talk about something that has really changed my business and I feel really has boosted my momentum. We're going to be talking all about masterminds today with my guest, Anthony Witt, from the Champion Entrepreneur Podcast. Anthony has spent his entire life looking for how he can create and provide value for others and their business by changing their belief in the status quo. Anthony has struggled his entire life with dyslexia. Because of this disability, he has developed a keen sense of understanding and an ability to connect with people, helping them find their true calling. Converting weaknesses into strengths and focusing on those strengths has made a world of difference in his personal and professional life. Anthony absolutely loves helping others to do the same in their lives. Now, this interview is from a live YouTube show that I did with Anthony where our live audience asks questions during the interview. If you'd like to participate in one of our live shows and ask your own questions, make sure to head on over to manlypinteresttips.com and join our email community to find out how you can be a part of our live show and ask your own questions. You can also text Manly Pinterest Tips to 33444 on your mobile device. Anthony strives to be a champion one day at a time by living with purpose on purpose and is truly an inspiring person to talk to. So let's jump right into my conversation with Anthony Witt. 
Anthony, thanks, Mance, for being here today. I really, really appreciate it. Well, Jeff, I really, really appreciate you having me on. I'm excited, man. I, I'm pumped up to talk about mastermind groups and talk to you and, and your people. Yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a great show. So, guys, if I as I'm talking with Anthony today, uh, if you guys have any uh, questions live, uh, we'll we'll try to pull those in, and Anthony and I will uh, try to answer those the best that we can. He's also, I believe, taking some questions from Twitter, and also we're periscoping this uh, at the same time. So, if you have any questions over there, we will try to get to those as well. So. Yeah, Jeff, we're just a we're just a crazy con construction type guys uh, trying to figure out this technical world. So we'll see we'll see how it all works out. Yeah, we you never know what's going to happen. So, um, so um, you know, we just both we just both got back from podcast movement. So I, I want to kind of talk real quick about that. Um, now you you have the the Champion Entrepreneur podcast. So tell us a little bit about that podcast and how it's kind of changed your business. So. Um, as you say, Jeff, my, my podcast is called The Champion Entrepreneur. And uh, to, to, to give a little bit more history on who I am and what the show is, I think I got to step back for just a second. So you sure. gave a, a great introduction, of course. But where I get the champion part is I was a collegiate wrestler. I wrestled in college. I wrestled, I wrestled all over the world, actually. I wrestled in wow. Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, a bunch of different places. And it didn't click for me until the middle of my college year college sophomore year middle of i said that wrong right the middle <laughs> of my sophomore year of college it clicked for me that i could be anything and do anything i wanted to be i could be a champion well by then it was too late but i tell you what it changed it shifted my mind so much if that would have clicked in my head when i was younger amazing things would happen to me on the wrestling scene it, needless to say wrestled a little bit in college and i was done you know i never made the olympic right. team never made the national team but it clicked in my head that I'm the one holding myself back. I'm the one that's putting self limitations on me. So that's where the champion part comes from. I believe we're all champions. I believe we all can be at the top of our game. I believe we can all have success based on our definition of success. Mm. It's ourselves that are limiting ourselves. And that's kind of my, my, you know, the bio you read, it's me limiting myself. So that's the champion entrepreneur. What I do at the champion entrepreneur, I think might've been kind of one of your questions or what we have going on. Right. At the podcast specifically, we talk about action. You see, action does not equal accomplishment, but you got to have action to be able to become accomplished. You got to take the mindset and put it into action. You got to go and get motivation. Well, that's an actionable step. You have to go and find the motivation or develop that motivation. Same thing with inspiration. But once you have those things, you got to put them into play because if you don't put them into play, they're worthless. So that's, that's what I focus on on the show. And that's really what I focus on with my other work. Very, very cool. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It does. Hey, can you boost your mic a little bit, a little bit louder? It's it's really faint there. There we go. Yeah. That's probably good. There How about go. that? Is that a little bit better? I, I'll, that's, I'll, that's a little bit too much. Just down a little bit. There you go. How about right there? That's good. That's All good. Right. Um, one of the questions, um, you know, you've been able to, inter I went through and I've been listening to your podcast and you've been able to interview some great guests like Joe Pluzzi, the Chris Brogan, Lou Mangiello, John Lee Dumas. Now, has there been like a common theme that you have noticed from kind of all these successful entrepreneurs? You know, I, I started my podcast. Actually, I started writing. Um, I just started writing when I got into the entrepreneurial world, at least the second time I got into it, where I am now. I just started writing. I said, what are the things that make up a successful individual? What are the things that make the difference? And one of my premises was, and, and I suppose still is, but it's been backed up by fact, especially by all those people you just mentioned, Right, is that 
what they do is they continually take action regardless of what they know. So regardless if they know what the situation is or regardless of whether or not they know the perfect route, they're going to take action. That's number one. And the second thing is, which is what we're going to talk about today, is they are involved in other people's lives. They have other people looking out for their blind spots. You know, they're sitting in the car, right? The, the verbal car going down the street. They have other people that they turn to on a regular basis and a consistent basis to help them out. Whether it is partners, coaches, spouses, mentors, accountability um, partners, or like we're going to talk about today, mastermind groups. Very so cool. that that is a hugely consistent thing that I think is overridden. If you look at if you look at people out there today, uh, the big name people, like um, I don't have an example, but even like the Warren Buffetts and the big name people, and you really research them they are involved in other people's lives and they're allowing other people to be involved in their lives to help them see that blind spot. And so that, that is a massive theme that I see in all of the people I interview. Very, very cool. Yeah. And so full disclosure, we're going to be talking about uh, masterminds today and uh, Anthony and I are in a mastermind together and uh, it was actually the first one I've ever been a part of. So can you kind of explain really quick, Anthony, um, what a mastermind is to people who may have not heard of one before. Yes, I can. So a mastermind group, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to try to read you a definition. Okay. Just a second. I'm a slow reader. Because as you, you, you know, cause for me, um, I, and I told you this a little bit in the comments that I kind of had the perception for a long time that a mastermind was just something that these lifestyle entrepreneurs like Tony Robbins and some of the big guys did. And it wasn't something for like normal small business dudes like like me. So uh, it kind of really changed my my way of thinking. But you got that definition? Yeah. So I I'm writing. I'm literally in the middle of writing a book on masterminds. Um, and, and in doing so, I've done a lot of research, both academically, interviews, and whatnot. And I've came up with my own definition of what a mastermind is. And so my definition is the c combining of intellectual and cognitive resources in order to place uh, in order to plan solve and take action so that's a whole bunch of mumble jumbo so let's go to the next definition that we need that we need what's a mastermind group mm -hmm. a mastermind group is a group of individuals who have come together for the explicit purpose for an explicit purpose excuse me which they are actionably pursuing as a cohesive unit and so really all those words put together, a mastermind groups is people coming together to help one another to achieve something. And it's vague for the very purpose that it can be vague because if we're coming together for the purpose of business, like you right. and I are in our group, right. we're going to focus on business, but we could be coming together for the purpose of health, for the purpose of, you know, our faith or spirituality or for, you know, uh, learning how to be a better father, for instance, or something like that. Mm. Now, I will premise this. Your question was, what is a mastermind group? But I will premise this with all areas of your life should be on the table when you're in a mastermind group, even though you're there for a specific purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's a very focused time when uh, you get together. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned earlier the different groups. So I mentioned partners, accountability, you know, partners being like business partners, accountability partners, uh, coaches, mentors, and mastermind. What a mastermind group is, it's those other four things all put together in one. Gotcha. So if you take those other four things and you break them down to what are they, what's the differences between these different things, 
you're going to find that a mastermind group is all those things. It's accountability sometimes. Sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's, it's advice mentoring. Sometimes it's just being the partner, being alongside. So it's, it's all of those things together. Is that yeah, clear yeah. up a little bit? So what, what's kind of, uh, kind of walk us through what's the typical format for a mastermind group? Are they all different? Uh, you know, I mean, I know, I'm sure there's difference between them, but is there like a, a standardized kind of format that most people follow? You know, we can't talk about masterminds without talking about the great Napoleon Hill because he's right. really kind of the person that coined the words, if you will. And his definition of a mastermind group is what is the most popular definition. I would say it's, it's the most popular because it's the most successful. And so that format is, uh, you know, anywhere from, from two to, I think his number is like six or something like that, seven, right. but you know, two to eight people at max with the explicit purpose of helping a specific person. And so that's his size. I have seen mastermind groups from 20 to 75, but those groups change in their dynamics because you can't be as closely knit and closely pursuing actionable purpose, which is what part of the definition was. Mm -hmm. So a generally, to answer your question, generally a mastermind group is a group of people from two to eight people. And, and, and two is fine. You can start with two. It becomes more of an accountability, but it can right. be, it can work, right? That many people. And you're doing one of, I think, three things. You're either doing education when you come together. So educating each other, whether that's me teaching you something, us reading a book together and discussing it, um, me learning the expertise that you have, whatever it might be. Another way is all individuals at every meeting come together and they share their goals, Okay. What are your goals? What are you doing? Every single individual. And another way, kind of similar to the way you and I do it is we have this concept called the hot seat or, you know, man in the middle. Right. And every week we do some intros, we do some outros, and we have a man in the middle that we focus on his business. He comes to us with his problems, with his successes. And we, we give our opinions. We give our, no, that's a horrible idea. We give, that's a great idea. Right. I'll buy that, you know? Right. Um, and so like that's for, kind of a general format. Does that answer your question at all? Yeah, like for, I was going to give an example. Like, so I went and had a, a, a speaking engagement at uh, Podcast Movement last weekend. Well, I brought that up to the, when I was at my hot seat time, I said, okay, here's the title I'm thinking of. And here's kind of what I'm doing. And I also, we have a, a, a communication channel that we use throughout the week that we were able to, to ping each other on and get ideas from. But that, that helped me saying, is this something, they're all podcasters. I said, is this something you would see or this would, would this go to? And so uh, it's, it's a great way to get feedback on ideas. Like you said, is this going to work? Is this going to, um, you know, is this a good idea or not? And, and it's huge that I, I just, I think people don't, they kind of maybe overlook that part of the mastermind, but that's just a, a huge way to get some great feedback and also to uh, learn from your peers. And that leads me to another question. It sounds like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, and I've heard this before, that you want to join a mastermind or have people in your mastermind that are only like one or two levels ahead or behind you. And levels as of what we're talking about is, um, you know, I guess the same place in business. It's not really like this huge mentor usually with, you know, kind of followers behind it that he's kind of teaching. I guess there's a, I guess I'm asking the question, is there a difference between a, a mastermind and like a group training? Yeah, I think there has to be a difference between a mastermind and group training. Group training, like you said, is going to have a leader who's teaching and helping and then you're implementing things. Even if, even if the teaching is coming from, and I mentioned that as a possibility of, of group format, but that only works if you're building in community and you have a chief aim 
and you're all pursuing each other to, to accomplish that. So the difference is that everyone is together pushing themselves forward. Everyone is together bringing their problems to the table. A lot of times when you have group training, the person doing the training doesn't typically say, I'm falling apart. I got problems. Right, right. What they're doing is, is, is holding everyone up. And so in the mastermind group, everyone within the group is holding the other individuals up, bearing the other children. You know, it's the, it's the, it's the biblical concept of bearing each other, other other's burdens, right? You know, bearing each other people's joys, even mm-hmm. in rejoicing with them. It's that type of a concept we're talking about. And it actually not to get on the biblical side, but that's, that's a huge part of that type of concept. That type of relationship is what we're trying to form or what you want to form right. when you're in a mastermind. It's, it's the fellowship of, of like-minded people. And that's one thing we also do every week is we have a win of the week. And so it's not just one person telling or asking questions. It's actually people who um, uh, kind of, you know, we say, hey, this is something we, you know, I booked this or I got this guest on my show. And so it is that it's that celebration together and kind of, you know, the wins and the losses that we kind of bear one one another's burdens with. You know, another misconception I had was uh, when I first thought about, I thought it was like, and I was in a BNI group and BNI for those people, you know, it's a, it's more of a lead generation thing. And so it's not so, if you have that, those are almost two separate things. And so don't be like me and, <laughs> and think they're similar because they really aren't. Isn't that true? Well, let me, yeah. Let me, let me make a comment on that. The difference between a mastermind group and a group will use BNI. I know as I've been in that, yeah. uh, that lead generation type is, a mastermind group is helping you build the pipeline of water to the village from, from the well, where a BNI type group is saying, here, here's a bucket of water. Here you go. Here's a bucket of water. I got a bucket of water for you. That's the difference. A, a mastermind group is not there to give you a bucket of water. They're not there to give you a lead. Right. Now, you might get a lead from your mastermind group people, but that's not what they're there for. They're there to help you build your system so that you can get the water to the village. Does that does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great analogy. You know, and so I waited. I mean, I've been in business over 13 years with my own company, you know. And so um when's the best time to join one? Is there a certain time? I mean, if you're if you don't have your own business, if you're if you're still working for the man, is it still worth getting in a mastermind? I would say yes. I would say absolutely. Get in. If you don't have a mastermind group, and it doesn't have to be called a mastermind group as long as you're accomplishing these types of things, but get, I would say get in a group. Uh, an example I would use is if you have someone who has just started a business and you have someone who has had a business for a year or so, and you have someone who is thinking about starting a business, you put all those people together it's going to be amazing the perspective that they have. Let me give you an example. I wasn't, so this is my business card. It's a black and gold business card, right? Right. No, it's not. It's not a black and gold. I'm telling you it's a white and black business card. You're going to say that the letters are are goldish, right? I'm going to say, no, it's not. They're, they're black because when I flip over the card, it's a different perspective. Yeah. It's a totally different, it's a totally different thing. So I say, start right away. If you can get in a group, get in a group. If you're in college, Find a group of like-minded people and, and go back to that that general definition. Individuals for the express purpose of actually pursuing a cohesive thing or cohesive unit. You're working together to go forward. So I would say start right away, no matter where you're at. And the big thing you mentioned earlier, Jeff, is that two or three above, two or three below, that really helps with people being able to connect with one another. 
Gotcha. So this leads to uh, uh, our next great question would be, you know, how do you find a mastermind? You know, do you put an ad in Craigslist? I mean, how do you find these masterminds or how do you, how do you, how do you get a hold of them? You know that uh, when I think about that question and I had the exact same question, it's a sad state of affairs when we have to kind of ask this type of a question, because what we're saying is, is I don't have a community of people that I can pull from you might have that community. And so if you do, that's where you should find your people. If you don't have a community of people that you can pull from, that you would be interested, that have like-minded thoughts, you probably need to get a new community. You probably need to be hanging out with different people. You know, the Jim Rowan quote, I know it's been hit like crazy, but you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Right. So build a new community. So how do you build a new community? I, I will tell you how I have done it. I'm in, in full disclosure, if you will, again, I'm in two mastermind groups, one with you, Jeff, it's mm-hmm. a master, it's a podcast one and business. And then another one that's strictly focused on business. I got out and started reaching out to people. That's how I got in my other group. And, and the people in the other group are people like, you know, individual owns the biggest taxi company in New York right. city. You know, people I would have never have met cause I'm in the middle of the Midwest but I got out there and I just started, you know, searching out on LinkedIn, searching out on Facebook, starting finding people that I'm cohesive with. And then I just started asking them. I said, hey, are you in a group? I'd like to be in your group. You have to be diligent because what's going to happen is you're going to butt up against people like uh, this past weekend. I think I had right. probably seven or eight people say, hey, do you have any room in your mastermind group? I'm like, oh, well, not, no, not really. It's, it's kind of closed, you know? Right. And so now they're all dejected. What I'm going to say is that's going to happen you need to go to the next level. You need to go right. ask someone else. And right. not to not to push my own products or push my own stuff. If you're looking to get in a group, this is exactly what I like to do. I love helping people get in groups. I love help people find groups. And I have groups of my own, paid groups of my own. So right. if you want that's a good place to start. In addition, because I've widened my network, I could probably give you 15 people who would love to have you be in their groups if you're interested in joining them. So it's just being in the right network of people and realizing right. that you're not and moving to it. Yeah. And I wanted to say one, I mean, that's huge is, is the, is finding the connectors and, and, you know, being able to do that. And one of the things, and I wanted to pull this up is uh, Peg Fitzpatrick popped in, popped in and said, Hey, Hey, Hey Peg, right back at you. Um, the cool thing is, is Peg, I mean, uh, Peg is one of those people who's really helped me on social media. I mean, she's I, I kind of a mentor who helped me when I first got up with Pinterest. I saw a show like this and I asked her some questions and she was kind enough to answer them. And so um, the power of collaboration, uh, even if if you think they're going to be in your same, comp, you know, if they're competitors technically, I mean, I reached out and we were able to have a, uh, we actually did a, a product together with Cynthia Sanchez who somebody said, well, isn't she your competitor? And I guess technically, yes, but not really. It's big enough for both of us. So those relationships, I'm finding more and more, uh, especially on social media and uh, in kind of this online medium that we have, is so, so beneficial that it's, it's, you can't put a price tag on it. You know, being able to meet these people and talk with them. I mean, it's just huge. I mean, even when we went to podcast movement, I mean, the, the, the connections you're able to make. And even though, you know, and one thing I told a guy there, I said, don't ever burn any bridges you know, be nice to everyone because you never know, you know, what that person could connect you with later on down the road. I mean, it's just amazing how people get their panties in a bunch. I'm sorry, that's probably not politically right, but but they get upset 
and they they blow something that could really you know if they would have calmed down and just thought it through it's not that big a deal so the power of collaboration is just i think is huge that people yeah, just that, that's that's looking at people as competitors versus collaborators right everyone you meet should be a collaborator even if right. you're selling the exact same widget you should be a collaborator because you can figure out you know i was listening to a zig ziglar talk uh you know an old recording yesterday on my jog and that's what he was talking about a guy who a guy who sold the same, I don't know what it was, like dishware or something like that. Right. And they were collaborating together to help each other out. You need to have, that's a mindset shift that we need to have in business. And when you have that, people to join a mastermind group with are going to jump out of the woodwork for you. Right. And one of the things in a mastermind, and uh, I'm in two as well, is there is the... Uh, safety is that nothing leaves the mastermind. And so there's confidentiality. And so you do have to have a level of trust. Um, and so uh, <laughs> Peg just pulled up another comment that I've got to read that's just cracked me up. She goes, help me. Helped means I give Jeff C a nonstop unsolicited device on his Facebook messenger. Uh, and she says the exact same thing. She goes, I look at people as my peers, not biggest competition. It's great to have buddies. Also, Jeff said panties. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Peg. But, but so, but it, Peg, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just say, but she's exactly right. When you, it, it's the whole, it's actually Bob Berg just finished his new book or one of his old book, actually, the Go Giver book. Or you have um, uh, Jay Bear in his book, uh, his new book, Love Your Haters. Yeah, hug your haters. All, all of these concepts that are coming out or these um, these big names are writing about. Is really about how you collaborate with these people, how you work these people to be part of your team. You know, if someone absolutely hates you, it's it's the whole what it was it Lincoln or um not Lincoln, excuse me, I'm messing up my history. It was Reagan, right? Right. He brought in some of the people that were his biggest critics, right? And those people were his biggest help because they were telling him what he was doing wrong. So you got to love those people. It's not an easy thing to do, but figure out how to work with them and you know, we're kind of diverging on the hater side. That's not really what we were talking about, but collaborate with everyone. You know, if someone says what I do, I know a lot of people are in mastermind groups. So I could say, no, you need to come to me. I'm the only one that starts them. I'm the only one that knows how to do it. I'm the guru expert. I might know a lot of things about them, have started a lot of groups, but I will gladly give you another group. You know, if, if we don't meet eye to eye on some of the keyer issues, like maybe we don't meet eye to eye on the religious issues mm-hmm. and then we're going to butt heads, man, we got to get you to a group that that's not going to happen. Otherwise it's going to be like cancer. Right. So right. You got to be open to it. And you also, you know, we talked about the haters too. You don't want to creative criticism is one thing, but being a troll is another. And so, um, you know, don't surround yourself. If people are being negative constantly, you don't want to be around those people. Because that will just bring you down. You really need to, you know, I have friends that I know I can go to and, and Peg is one of them, Elisa Meredith is another, that I can say, hey, does this work? And they'll go, yes, but they also are honest enough to go, Jeff, that's horrible. Don't put that out there, you know. And so those are kind of friends and uh, colleagues that you need. And so even if, if someone's negative, you know, go somewhere else. Yeah, now, that, as far as mastermind groups go, you can't have that because you're not going to have a group. You're going to right. have a cancerous, and that cancer is going to spread, and it's going to disrupt that group so much. You have to go into the group. That's a, that's a big difference about mastermind groups. You have to enter a group saying, how can I help these other people? Exactly. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to figure out why they can help me. And that's the beauty of doing a hot seat type system. There's weeks when we go to our mastermind groups where I'm probably not going to get anything out of it uh, business-wise for myself. But undoubtedly, every single week I do, as I share, as I help, 
I'm benefited, but as I benefit the other members of group, we all rise. It's kind of the whole rising tide concept. Okay, here's another question. It seems like everybody also is having paid masterminds. So what's the difference between a paid mastermind and one that you join, like you and I are in a, a podcasting one and I'm in another business one as well. So what's the difference between the paid versus the kind of the, I guess, free ones? Well, the without without going uh, slapping you in the face, there's money involved, basically. Well, well, I know, but I mean, it's... No, it, there, there's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, the, the difference... There's twofold difference. One, you have a designated person who's sheer steering the ship, if you will. Um, I see a lot of masterminds break up that don't have some type of monetary thing because there's nobody steering the ship. Now, you might say that's because the people haven't put themselves in the mindset to be able to be progressively moving forward. And I really don't like using that word, but the progressive part, but they're always moving forward. So they were going to fall apart no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, but a paid group will have someone steering the ship a little bit more. And so that's beneficial. But there's also a buy-in. There's a financial buy-in. I have, I have friends, acquaintances, individuals I've interviewed who are in, you know, $100,000 a year mastermind groups. Um, you know, I, I recently interviewed someone who said, hey, I'm about ready to join a million dollar a year mastermind group. And they, and they said, I don't have that kind of money. That's not where I'm at yet. But the, the benefit side of that is you're going to actually work for it, man. You're going to work hard. So that's kind of the, a difference. A so different. You're saying they pay a million dollars to be a part of the mastermind? Yeah, I, I recently interviewed and I can't even remember who it was. I'm going to have to flip through my notes. They paid a million dollars to be in group. And he said, every single year, I seven tenfold that in that return by wow. being in that group. Wow, that's so, amazing. The concept well, is that you are there to work and you're there to help each other out because if you're not, if, if I sabotage you, Jeff, and we're in a, a big group where we pay a lot of money, you're probably going to sabotage. It's, it's going to be horrible. No one's right. going to benefit. Right. So that's one of the big differences. There's someone there to steer the ship. There's a, there's a buy-in and it's easier to weed out the people that don't care because guess what? They leave fast because they're not, they're paying. Right. Well, you know what got me convinced about doing a mastermind is I looked at people I really respect and admire and they were all in a mastermind. They were like, you know, uh, Pat Flynn and Michael Stelzner and Cliff Ravenscraft. They're all in a group. And in fact, Cliff has a great uh, podcast episode about masterminds that I think we had to watch before we, we did our mastermind. But I mean, so those people I really respect and they're very successful. Um, and, you know, John Lee, Dumas, and Amy Porterfield, all those people are in, like, I think a yearly one they meet every quarter or something like that. Uh, if you look at the people who are successful, a lot of time there's a mastermind behind that. So that's kind of what got me really looking in uh, deeper. Um, one of the questions also I have, how many should you be in? Is there, is there a limit to how many you should be in? Is, is one enough or two too many? I mean, how does that work? You know, what, what I think about with that question is, how many systems are you going to set up before you take action? Mm. So, you can set up a whole bunch of systems and never take action, or you can have one system and crush it, right? So, it's kind of a, a him and haw. It's kind of a depending on what works best for you. I'm in two groups. I have no desire to go to three groups. Matter of fact, right. I was asked recently to join a third group, and I said, you know what, that's, not, that's too much for me because I don't want to spend all my time, using my analogy, setting up systems, or right. setting up programs. I want to spend, I got to put stuff into action. So I find that the dynamics between my two groups that I'm currently in, as far as, you know, for myself, it helps to have those different dynamics. 
it's it's a great it's a great additional focus actually for me to have. I, I like no more than two. I know people that are extremely successful that are in three, and I know people that are only in one and have no desire to join any more. So. Right. It really depends on how much time you're going to spend planning versus how much time are you going to spend taking action. Gotcha. Well, let's say you don't find a mastermind. You're having, you're struggling to find one that to, that would work for you. Uh, is it okay to create your own? I mean, how would how would you start doing that? Yeah, I would absolutely. You know, that's how our group started, Jeff. Actually, our 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 good buddy Mark, he said, "I want to start a group. I want to get involved with these people." And so I just happened to be. I I feel privileged. I was in the right space at the right time. Right. But he kind of just reached out to all of us and said, hey, let's start. Let's, you guys want to be in a group? I'd love to start a group. He took the action steps, and that kind of goes right along the theme of what I do. He took the action steps of asking people. It, it's kind of like cold calling. Hey, you, you want to be my girlfriend? You know? <laughs> no, so, I don't. No, I didn't think so. I'm happily married. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, you, you need to get out of your comfort zone and start asking people. You know, if, if, if you're on an, in an online business – and you got a buddy who has the same like mind as you, who you can work together, you feel like you're cohesive or, or a, an acquaintance even, not even a buddy, but an acquaintance. You're like, man, I like that person or, right. or that, that girl, that guy. Ask them. You know, I, I, my other group, we have half the group. They don't even have, they don't even know what Twitter is. Right. But it's amazing how much we can help them come online and how much they can help us develop, really develop relationships, figure out how to develop relationships. That's what they do for us, Right. Right. So I'd say get out there and ask. You got to just start asking. It's kind of like you got to go for the no. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, here's getting some some of the technical stuff inside of Mastermind. This is from our friend uh, Mark, and he says, "What's the benefit of using Slack or similar for communication throughout the week?" You know, I I really like Slack, um, but then you also have Voxer. You could try that as well. Um, what that does is that puts all of our communication in one spot. So the difference between that and email is all of our communication is in one spot. Um, matter of fact, funny, funny story, or at least I think it's funny. I didn't even have your email address <laughs> until just the other day. You're like, Hey, you're going to come on my show. I didn't even have your email address because right. we facilitated everything through Slack, which is a hub for all of our conversations. So, Hey, I'm struggling guys. I throw it out there, you know, you can set it out however you want. You can make it ping your phones or whatever. Right. If you were to say, hey, dude, I'm really struggling with self-motivation and it's, it's midnight, it would right. pop up on my phone. Yeah. And I yeah. could totally respond to you. So I think that those type of activities and having it all in one place is amazing. And that's something I didn't even think of. I thought we just, you know, and this has developed to be a benefit for me. I thought it was just going to be, we'd meet a week and then we had this communication tool. I thought, oh, let's try it. And you're right. It's very cool. Like uh, I had to change the uh, the title of my talk. And so I, I threw in there during the week, hey, what do you think of these titles? And then, you know, when I had my slides and Slack's really cool because I can just, I can dump attachments in there. I said, here are my new slides. Do you guys have any feedback on those? And I changed some stuff. I mean, I think Eric Fisher got gave me the, um, the, the title for my presentation because he just rocked it with the, the title that I didn't come up with. So that stuff is so awesome. <laughs> and so that I think that's just an added bonus of these communication tool, what Mark was talking about, Slack or, or Voxer, the one you mentioned. So here's the other question. How long do masterminds last and when should you leave if it's not the right fit for you? I think if you know it's not the right fit for you, you should exit. Okay. Even if you're, that's, that's my opinion. 
If it's not the right fit for you, you should work your way out relatively quickly because you're going to drag the other people down. You can be, you know, if we use the number system, if everybody in the group is a five and you're a 10 or an 11 and you just don't fit in the group, you might think, well, I'm, I'm the mentor. I can stay in the group for a while, whatever. Right. I would say get out of the group as quickly as you can because you're going to pull those other people down. You're not going to allow them to grow. And that's the big thing. So right. I would say if you're not a good fit, if you don't have the same mindset as those people, um, you know, whatever that might be, I think uh, where you're at financially is a big factor. One of the big ones that I see, you know, the, the $10 million guy has a hard time relating to the $10 guy. Yeah. I have a trouble relating to those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they just don't, they might be good minds together, but they just don't, connect very well. So right. get out if you don't match, get out if you don't have the same mindsets, get out if you don't have the same um, general belief structures. It's great to have someone that will challenge you, but if, if it's just, a, if it's not a challenge, it goes into that animosity stuff, you got to get out. Right. And then the next question was, how long do they last? Yeah. What's the typical time that they usually last? So it, it all depends. I have friends that have been in groups for 30 years. Wow. Um, one of my actually former former mentor coaches, he's been in a group for 30 years, which is like the beginning of masterminds almost, right? Right. Um, I know people that say this mastermind group, it's going to be a summer mastermind group and we're going to work on this activity together. We're going to figure out how to be good at social media together as a group or something like that. And they, they hit it hard and the goal is to, there's an actual endpoint. So really, you got to set that up kind of as you start, especially if you're starting your own group figure out what the rules are going to be, figure out when you're going to end and what the overall plan is for the group. Gotcha. Well, here's, here's kind of, this is why Mark started our mastermind. This is his, he brought the comment up here. It says, well, he first of all said, you want to be my girlfriend, but we'll just skip over that. Um, I found people, I, I found people I felt would work well together and I wanted their input in my life. Plus people who are strong in different areas to balance each other. So I think, I mean, that was very cool from him to be, to think strategically on, okay, what are their skill sets? How can they balance each other out? And I think that's what you talked about earlier, a leader or somebody steering the ship. I think that kind of thing is very, very important uh, when setting up a mastermind. Yeah. And, and if you have a, a uh, non-paid group, that's going to, that needs to dissolve. And even in our group currently, like uh, to use us as an example, that specific group that slowly has dissolved away, and it, it it still is where everyone is the leader of the group. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do, but that's where you need to eventually end up, or where you should try to be ending up, because that way everybody is pulling their weight and everybody is giving everyone else, you know, their due their due course. So that needs to eventually fall away if you're starting a group, and you should be pushing towards that if you're starting a group. Gotcha. Well, before we leave the show, I want to talk to you about uh, another thing about you, you're really strong in is motivation. I mean, you're one of the most upbeat, motiva motivated person I know. Cause I mean, we hung out a little bit at podcast movement and um, you know, we all get in the dumps and, and, and I shared in your intro that you overcame dyslexia and kind of turned that around and, and kind of gotten a lot of, it's a, turned it into a positive. So what lessons have you learned from that? Uh, overcome is, is probably not the right word and will never be the right word. Right. Um, uh, what I have learned was I was being that person holding myself back. I was saying, I have this problem or I have this quote unquote disability. You know, I'm, I don't, I, and I, and I never talked about it. You know, this is new for me to, to, to talk right. about it. Right. right. 
But I mean, I'm, I'm labeled disabled by the government because of this. Right. Mm -hmm. So I can live in that and say, well, I'm disabled. So I, I, I deserve something or I'm disabled. I can't do that thing. I mean, for goodness sakes, I do a podcast and I write blogs and stuff like that. I'm <laughs> writing a book. Right. Exactly. I'm not really writing a book. I have used my skill sets to figure out how to make it happen. So I, I'm dictating a book. Right. Right. I found and so I found that those things, what I realized was I would tell somebody, Hey, this is, this is a good way to do this. And they're like, Oh my goodness, that's a genius idea. I'm like, well, I just do that every day because I can't figure out any other way to make it happen. Right. So I decided, I literally decided I'm going to focus on the strength side and not the weakness side. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your yeah, question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you found systems and processes to get around your disability and now share that kind of with other people that there's ways to do it. I mean, if, if you want to get somewhere and that way is blocked, there's a way around. Is that, I, I'm yeah. If, if, if you hit a brick wall, I'm telling you there is a door. We just need to find the knob, right? There is a door. And now sometimes it's backing up and catapulting yourself over, but there's a way over the wall. We need to figure out what it is. And I, I love doing that with people because that's, because it was me. I was holding myself back. And so I love helping. And it's a choice. I right. made the choice. Well, and a lot of that is your self-motivating. I mean, you're, you're motivating yourself to go to a level that you want to go to. So how does a small business, let's say you started, you know, I always talk about flower shops, but you just started a new flower shop. You know, you got all your flowers and, and then all of a sudden it crashes down on you. Holy cow, I've got to make this business work. Uh, how do you keep your motivation high when you're like a, a small business, a solopreneur, or you finally quit your job to strike out on your own? How do you keep that motivation high? Well, you, you use flower shops. I almost bought a flower shop not too long ago. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't though. I decided, decided against it. Um, I think realizing what motivation is and what motivation isn't is a good starting point. Um, you know, you're drinking out of that beautiful uh, glass cup, you know, and I've got, I've got a small, small mini fun. one right here, right? It's actually vodka. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> realizing that that cup is always emptying. Motivation is something that you have to go after and you have to strive for on a regular basis. Just realizing that is going to help because uh, the example I use, we just went to a, a big conference, right? Right. And, and I, people said, what do you do? I said, are you pumped up? And people were like, yeah, I'm pumped up. I'm excited. I, this is awesome. I'd be like, yeah, what will happen on Monday? I said, you'll probably be a little bit pumped up. But what about Tuesday? You're going to totally lose it. By the end of the week, you're not even going to realize you're at a conference. You're going to be back in the grind. So realizing that you have to continually push towards that motivation is going to help. And also realizing that the motivation is only going to take you so far. You got to build it around a plan. Right. And so just knowing those things, I say, okay, I understand those things and accepting those things. Because that's why I didn't accept it. I said, I'm not motivated. I'll give you a good example. Because of what I go through, a lot of times I put stuff out that's spelled wrong. I, you know, right. I, I really try hard. Sometimes I'll let somebody read over stuff like that and people will come back and say, hey, dude, this, what the heck does this mean? Or I'll email somebody and I'll say, I love you. And they'll and I'll say, I hate you or something, you know, right, not right, quite right. that drastic. <laughs> yeah, right. But I have to realize that that's going to happen. I can live in shame or I can live in fear or I can live in self-doubt that, that, oh, they're going to hate me blah, right. blah, blah. Or I can say, no, I'm going to be motivated to do better next time. I'm going to find a better way to do it. And that goes back to finding the doorknob on the wall. 
Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Well, this is kind of uh, wrapping up to the last question, but, um, you know, family is a huge motivator for me. And we've talked about this in our, in our group before, but how can we as small business owners and entrepreneurs and, and people who are kind of solopreneurs doing it ourselves, how can we keep the work-life balance? I mean, I think that's something we struggle, we struggle with so much. So what is, like if somebody says, hey, Anthony, man, I'm struggling. My business is taking off. I've, I've got all this work coming in and then but my kids, I'm, I can't figure it out. What, what should I do? And so what, what advice would you give them? Um, I'd first probably tell them the story and, okay. and that story. So I, I, you've probably heard this, Jeff. I might've even told it to you. You've heard the story about the five balls, five right. glass balls, right. that, that concept of a family, you know, you have these different balls, family, faith, health. Uh, I can't remember them all. Um, career. Well, the only ball that bounces back is career. Number one. Even when things are happening, that's the only one that bounces back. So you have to figure out how to, in this world, let me, let me change stories, mid-story. In this world, what we do a lot of times when we say, this is my work, I have to do this and go hard. Sweetheart, I know I got to go hard. But what we don't do is we don't take those five areas and put them in the same box. We put them in their individual boxes. So what we do is we, we make sure they're not cross-contaminated right? We say, okay, mm-hmm. you're over here, you're over here, you're over here. I, I want to help family. I want to be a better father or a better husband right. or whatever. Okay, I'm going to work on that over here. I want to be a better uh, employee or better entrepreneur. I'm going to work at that over here and not realize that it's all in the same box. And so, you need to work on it all at the same time. And so, don't go with non-cross-contamination. Cross-contaminate the heck out of that stuff because that's going to help you. And so, what I do what helps me is developing systems. I talked about you can spend all your time developing systems and I don't want to be like that, but I develop systems and sometimes the development of those systems is a pain point for me and I need to accept it. Hmm. Like like for me, one of the things that I've started doing is I'm getting up at 4.30. That's stupid early. I'll say that. (laughs) I'm getting up at 4.30 so that I can have four, you know, four or five hours of work in, I can go home or I can be in my home office and I can come upstairs and I can take the kids hmm. so my wife can do something else. Gotcha. And so that's a, I, man, I fell asleep. The kids were watching a movie last night. I fell asleep at like 8.30 on the floor in the <laughs> living room because I was so tired, but right. I'm, I'm developing systems to help and I'm looking at all of my life, not just saying, how do I have work-life balance? I need to be better at work. No, you need to be better at all of the things hmm. and put them all together. That's a great, great point. Well, this is a great comment that will wrap it up uh, for us for comment-wise. It's uh, from my friend, Elisa. She goes, that's the best thing about masterminds and friends like Jeff C. Well, thank you, Elisa. Accountability and motivation. That is true. Accountability and motivation. That's probably the biggest thing I've got in the way uh, and just building relationships inside the mastermind. So, Anthony, thanks so much for being a guest. Uh, Where can we find out about you and your services? Well, you can check me out at the champion entrepreneur podcast.com or for short, it's TCE podcast.com. I'm on, I'm on the Facebook and the Twitter and the LinkedIn. Uh, shoot me a message. You know, I have my phone, my, my personal cell phone listed because I want to help people find ways to move forward. I want to help people find ways to get around the wall, you know, find that hidden doorknob. So, you know, my phone number's there, my email is there. Hit me up hit me up on the LinkedIn and, and anywhere else. 
Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Anthony, for being here today. And um, as always, I'd love for you guys to go over to manlypinteresttips.com, click on the sidebar, and subscribe to our email community. I now also have a free download of the Manly Pinterest Tips Tackle, Tackle Box that has all my uh, cool tips and uh, some resources that I have, free images, all that kind of stuff there that you can download as well. And make sure you sign up for our email newsletter because that's where you'll never miss one of our great guests like we had with Anthony today. Because at manlypinteresttips.com, we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. See you next time, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone. One pin at a time.